Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. Welcome back, one and all. A quiet week in Star Wars, but uh, you know what? This It's fine, because this, this here show tonight is our sixth anniversary podcast, Corey. I know. I heard. <laughs> did you? I didn't tell you, did I? Yeah, you did. I did? Oh, boy. You did. You, you, you told me to come up with material. and I, I did. did? You did. Oh. Did you, what, did you do this in your sleep? Uh, no, it's been a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> it has been, to be honest. It, you know, we uh, we had a COVID scare last early last week where, uh, well, quick the quick history of, of, you know, last week we took the week off. But before that, it was, you know, the December 4th was my daughter's birthday. And um, so we had a few of her friends over. And then lo and behold, December 5th, the Sunday, my son wakes up and he's sniffling which is not uncommon because he has allergies. So could be this, that, or the other. But as the day went on, by lunchtime, early afternoon, damn it, he's sick. So my wife's now freaking out, and I'm kind of concerned because we just had a house full of people. The old folks were over, the grandparents. It's like, ah, damn it. Like, did we just make every get everybody sick? Super spreader. <laughs> did we just have a super spreader event? So we had to have him tested. And... It came back negative, which was great. But in the meantime, we were super worried because we were getting one report after another of positive case after positive case in his school and in his grade. And it was like, oh, God, t- terrifying. So even though we had the test done on the Sunday, it wasn't long enough since his last exposure to his classmates. So we had to wait a couple more days. Like, I think we made it to wait until midweek and we took him and got him tested again. Just to make sure that, uh, you know, if, if if he had COVID in his system, it by then it would have shown itself. So we took him back and thank God he was negative again. But we were, we were absolutely, my wife was more than convinced. She was terrified <laughs> that we had held one of those super spreader events. Uh, but no, I got sick. He was sick. My daughter eventually got sick, but she's such a beast that I think she was sick for about three hours. And, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a tough week. So I, you know, I worked from home all week. The kids stayed home from school all week and that's never a good mix when I'm trying to work and they're, you know, supposed to be doing schoolwork. It was bad. It was bad news all around. So I'm glad that that's behind us. Everybody is more or less better. I'm still sort of a little bit in the bag, but nothing to, uh, nothing to complain about too much. So anyway, how you been? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad, I guess. Uh, I'm sick, which is great. I don't want to get sick. But uh, yeah, I have to say, man, I was absolutely so pumped to do this show yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited, but now I'm just just overwhelmingly tired as well, man. To be honest, like, uh, just the days, man. The, this this whole 40 thing's not working for me, but anyway, yeah. Really it's tough, tired, man. But... It's tough. It it sort of people say that you know what it just you, it just sort of hits you, and it did. <laughs> oh, it it did a few weeks back, man. Like it, it's been a while, man. I know I, it's great to be back, Kyle. It's good to be back on the airwaves. But uh, yeah, man, I was taken out of commission a few weeks back. I uh, we had a, a another. It's that season for me, man. My my friends are all turning forty, so we're all going out. You know, like oh, things kind of right. opened up a bit. The oh, last my. episode that you were on, you well, you were not on because. Uh, yeah, you took oh, yourself out of commission. It was bad, man. Like bad, just horrible. 
couldn't believe how bad it was. Just it got pro- progressively worse throughout the day as well. <laughs> like I, at one point I just gave up again in the afternoon. I was like, I have to go back to bed. Like what a complete write off. Like I was like, I don't know. I was just ready to throw in the towel, man. It was that bad. I was like, you have poisoned yourself to the point where you just want to crawl into bed and die. <laughs> yeah. There like, comes a point where you just, you, you don't bounce back. <laughs> There's nothing was to really- do. There's nothing to do. You just pull the blanket over your head and just wait for the calendar to sli- flip over to the next day. That's it. There's nothing else. And even at that, it it it, it lingered, man. It definitely threw a, a monkey rinse in the system for, for quite some time. So anyhow, got another 40th birthday coming up this weekend. <laughs> Going to bring my girlfriend with me this time, though, just to make sure I get out of there on time. No, this is a terrible idea. Because no, no, you're we're going to let curling. her drive. It's gonna be fun. You're going to make her drive and you're going to get loaded again. Yeah, but I mean, there's a good plan in place where we, I know where I can plan my escape. You know what I mean? Like mm, we're, we're, no, we're no. curling between six and 10, nope. then moving onward. I can get loaded between six and 10. That's fine. Like she, she can drive for that part. This is the coming back at 10 p.m. that makes a lot more sense than two to three a.m. I am going to open which, the door now for somebody who's listening. One of our regulars who likes to jump on the pod with us. There's going to be an empty seat next week. Oh, guaranteed not. <laughs> we should be good to go. I'm, I'm, I'm out of there, man. We, we've, we've promised each other, man. Like I, I don't want to do it again. I, I really don't want to go through that again. And I know what's going to happen. If I go, it'll be fun. Don't get me wrong. It'll be an absolute blast. Like heading back into the St. Anne de Bellevue. Nice little port city, if you will. Port city. I don't know. Like it's right by the water. Like it's, what do you want to call it? It's, it's a boardwalk city. It's recreational boating. <laughs> It is what it is. It's a beautiful area where people it is go. It's gorgeous. To, you know, it's just lined with bars and whatnot. And I'm sure that's where people are going to end up. Anyway, we have like two listeners who know what you're talking about. So let's get to the Star Wars of it. How you been? What's uh, what's cooking in your Star Wars landscape? Bah, you know, I'll tell you what. I've been feeling the Mando lately, like just in my heart in a way. Like, I don't know if it's the whole Boba Fett thing, but I'm like, there's something missing this holiday season. What could it be? And then you know what it was? It's the Mando. It's not out this year. And we had it the past two years. And it's become quite a big part of my Christmas. Well, Star Wars has in general, you know, even with the movies for the most part. But this was two seasons in a row right around this time. We were like, you know, knee deep in this stuff. And it was great, man. Well, yeah, this but, time uh, last year, we were getting ready for uh, Luke Skywalker to come and rock our world. Spoilers. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was an intense time. But I don't know. Other than that, I mean, just trying to get in the holiday spirit. Well, yeah, I'm totally in the holiday spirit at this point. Like, I got into it early this year with the kids and all that. I mean, the tree's up. We've been playing music all kinds. I mean, the little guy's just loving it. Little baby Mando. I, uh, I'm just, you know, every year we buy a, an ornament or two. And I kind of counted this year. And I'm up to 10 Star Wars ornaments now. So that's a good round number. Really happy with that. I finally found, you know, I'm glad I didn't go and do something rash and stupid last year because I was so upset at myself that I didn't buy baby Grogu, right? Or baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, the child. Didn't buy that Hallmark uh, little guy, you know, in his little cradle hovercraft. It's called a pram. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> hey, look, so, if, yeah, you, if you're not, if you can get mad at JJ for not calling it a holocron when it's a wayfinder, I'm going to get mad at you for not calling it a pram. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right, Wiener. 
the pram, <laughs> baby Yoda in the pram or Groga, Grogu. It was something I missed out on last year and I'd seen it and everything, you know, I saw it at Walmart and I was like, Ooh, got to get that. And I was like, there's so many of them. I'll be back all gone. And then it was like, couldn't find them anywhere. Madness on eBay. No, I'm like, I'm a big ornament guy. I like to get a nice ornament every year. So anyway, this year they were stocked deep, picked him up, picked up the, the Mando as well for my son. Got a pickle as well. <laughs> pickle ornaments are great. It's perfect. But yeah, so I'm, I'm up to a solid 10 now. So I'm really stoked about that. Uh, other than that, like I said, I'm, like, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I haven't done much Star Warsing uh, on the film front in 2021. I think I may have watched Rogue One the beginning of the year. Other than that, I mean, I've, I've watched some Lego stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I haven't watched any movies or anything like that, so I'm I'm kind of starting to Jones for it. And the the this the weird part about that is I'm Jonesing for the Mandalorian. Like I just mentioned that like the season I don't know that maybe it's, again it's the Boba Fett trailer I don't know, but I I really really want to get some Star Wars and it's coming, man. It, it's real. It's happening. It's happening really soon. Oh my god, my streak's technically over. I guess I mean if you want to be a hard ass about it, my my streak is over. So. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, I was upstairs. I was cleaning up after dinner. The kids disappeared downstairs. The wife goes with them. And then I w- went to bring something to the basement and I look on the screen and the three of them are in there watching Rise of Skywalker. And I go in the room and I'm just like, hands out. What are you doing? And they're like, you want to come watch with us? I'm like, well, yeah, but I can't. You're like, you jinxed it. <laughs> I can't. I just, I, I'm kind of on a roll here. I'm they're like, what do you mean? Cause I, they, they had no idea that I was trying to just cleanse myself and just take a break. And they're like, just sit down and watch with us. I'm like, mm, nah, Jeopardy's on. And I just went, but no, actually they, I was watching the hockey game and I went back upstairs. <laughs> so I don't know. I watched, I watched about uh, a minute and a half of rise of Skywalker and I, I admit, I wanted to sit down and watch more of it, but I did not. So, but so technically, the streak is over. I've seen some Star Wars movie footage, but I didn't sit and I didn't intentionally do it. So I don't know. Jury's out. You guys decide for yourselves. Is my streak over or not? Yeah. No, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's All like right. kind of that doesn't flip. That's like flipping onto it when it's on the TV on like Spike or something like that. I that actually happened to me as well last month. Um, I forget what channel it was, but they were playing Star Wars movies and I flipped over to it, but it was an commercial. I was like, cool, I can keep going. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is actually about the time. Boy, if it's not to the day, it's really close where I did watch Rise of Skywalker mid-December last year. And that was the last Star Wars movie I watched or last time I sat. No, actually it was Last Jedi. Last Jedi was the last movie I watched. It was, I think, right before my my son smashed our TV. And so I haven't watched a movie since. And I'm ready. I think I'm getting about ready to, uh, you know, put it put that to bed. Because I, like you, I, I am starting to jones a little bit to, to watch some Star Wars. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, and I've, I've started thinking, well, how am I going to, I'm going to make an occasion of it. Even if it's just myself. Am I going to go to the beginning Am I going to just start with episode one and, and just do a rewatch of the whole saga? Or am I just going to go to Empire or pick one from a hat and just see where it takes me? I don't know. 
We shall see. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. I need to watch some Star Wars. Mando needs a rewatch too. I gotta get into that. I, I still love that show. Love those characters. Yeah. Lo- love I'm, that I'm corner. Think, I'm thinking before the book of Boba Fett, it would be nice to get a, a little bit of a rewatch in. Maybe some more of the key episodes. I don't know, but... Well, if yeah, if you watched like uh, season one, episode five, just the Boba Fett episodes, and you know maybe a couple of the Fennec Shand episodes, you know, it's like reading a few of the comic book key comic books leading up to uh to the, you know the next title or the next issue or whatever. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but um, I did finish Queen's Peril, which is sure the you se- did. Yeah, no, I did. I plowed through it. And one night, uh, we had a power outage. I think Thursday night, our power went out for like six hours, five, six hours. And so once the kids were in bed, I just went downstairs uh, and turned on my, my cell phone uh, flashlight and just, just read. Finished it off. And it went through my last 30, 40 pages or so. And it, it's, it's sort of the same thing as part one, uh, Queen's Shadow, where there's not a huge amount of plot in the book. It's, it's just like hanging out with these characters and getting in their heads. And that's enough. Like, usually I'd be like, this is a book about nothing. It's a Seinfeld and Star Wars thing. But, boy, I like I, I was really so-so on Queen's Shadow for that reason. It just kind of left us a, a bit of a sour taste where I'm like, this book did nothing. So I was a bit more prepared for it in, in, in Queen's Peril. But it was I, I loved it. I was really, really impressed with just how the uh, E.K. Johnston is just able to make something out of nothing. It's really, really fascinating to me. And I, I hope other people who've read it felt the same way. But yeah, just just figuring out where each of the handmaidens came from and how Captain Panaka recruited them and why and how they all kind of came together and disagreements and, and who gets along and who doesn't. It's really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm totally ready for, I think, Queen's... Queen's... I forget the last one. But it's it's closer to Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Anakin's in it. So I'm ready. I'm ready to close out this trilogy. And I think this one will be hopefully my favorite of the three. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, you know what? Sure. I hope it's not my least favorite because then I'll be quite disappointed. And I, you know, I was also thinking about it. And like, you know all the new canon stuff that's come out like ek johnston is like three books of hers like she's got to be at the top of the leaderboard along with claudia gray and maybe charles soul i think that they that might be a three-way tie at the top for three hey what speaking of claudia gray i found the sleeve for your bloodlines Ooh, the dust jacket you that's all you didn't yeah. find the uh book oh yeah about that <laughs> No, I don't know. It's it's around. It's probably in another box. If I found the if I found the dust jacket, the book's close. Do some digging. I want that back. <laughs> what book? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so Corey, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No collecting update, man. You get anything? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. No, I've got okay, nothing. Uh, nothing. You? Nothing. Nothing, eh? Dude, I, I found something pretty goddamn sweet. I called you right off the hop. I couldn't believe it, man. I was really, really stoked about this because, you know, it kind of, this was one of the things that set me back in my collecting back in the day. Like getting it like this was not only 100, it was 200% funner to find it in the actual wild, man, 
first thing I do too, when I come to a Toys R Us, I was like, you know, sometimes they have those displays closer to the front. Like that's when I found your, uh, I mean, turned out to be not such a hot, hot, hot item, but it was super, super cool to me. I thought it was going to be, but gigawatt, your transformer that I bought you. Gigawatt. Yeah. Or gigawatt. I don't know. Yeah, no, I still, I love that piece. Anyway, he was sitting there in the front, right? I was like, oh, dang, I've got to get this. But this time, it was Echo. Nice. Echo from like the uh, the Clone Wars one there in the old card back. Which again, this guy was super, this were the things that dissuaded me from collecting like uh, not too long ago. Or like, this wasn't available, man. Like, it was a, it was a complete shit show, to be frank. Like, it was horrible trying to order this thing and like amongst even the other guys like Obi-Wan and Anakin, like Hawk, it was, it was a mess. So just seeing him there sitting there, I saw six deep man. I was like, Oh dang, called you right away to see if you wanted any. Nope. But as I sat there, I was like, just kneeling there beside this thing, two people snagged. It was like, bump, boop. I was like, Oh, I'm better grab two now. So yeah, I got, I got one for me and one for my boy for Xmas. Yeah, those those figures are super. I yeah, they are put... really cool. Oh my god, the the face sculpt on them is really on point, man. No, it's really cool. Uh, it's one thing I did do this week is I, I've been you know because I was home all week. <laughs> I have done a little bit of uh, playing around in my Star Wars room slash office, and I did put up my Clone Wars vintage collection figures up on the wall. So I've got what seven of them there. I got Obi Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka, Maul, a couple clones. They, they look super cool. Um, I love them. I love them so much, but I also out of box. No, no, no. These, the vintage collection stuff I'm going to keep in box. I just, I love the card back. I love it. When did you get an Ahsoka card back one? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? Eh? I maybe did I not mention it on the pod? I don't know. Yeah. I got Maul and Ahsoka, but they're, they're everywhere. You can go to our local Walmart. They're, isn't it from the Mandalorian that one or the Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Seven. I got the same one. I got the same one, but it was like from season seven, Ahsoka, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Great figures, super figures. But yeah, I finally decided to pin those up on the wall. Love the look of it. I, I can't get enough of it. And uh, no, I finally cracked open all of my 40, not all, but pretty much all of my 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back figures, the Black Series. Really? Oh yeah. What? From the card back. Oh yeah. Dang, Absolutely. Dude, the card back was the best part. Well, I you know, I figure you can if I want them, there people are dumping them all over the place. I can get them back real cheap. Um and I I have like the retro collection ones. So I have like the main core figures still with like that retro looking card back which I have on, out on display as well. But yeah, just to, just to liberate them. Just to get those figures out, uh, you know, my, my my favorite Star Wars movie. So I, I've got those figures up on shelf right be, right below an Empire Strikes Back poster. So uh, at one point, I'll, I'll snap a picture and throw it in the group uh, so, guys, so you guys can check it out. But it, it I, I had so much fun just ripping open one figure after another and posing them up on the shelf. It was very cathartic because you stop worrying after that. Oh my god! I gotta, get this my, 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 I gotta keep my card backs all nice and crisp. Forget it, man. Just shred them open, and it's over. It feels so good. <laughs> like I still have a couple of them, 
in in box like the the haunted carbonite i don't quite know what to do with that one so and it being a bit of an exclusive i'll probably leave that one on card um i have an extra snow trooper just because i I love that figure i'll leave it on card I i have an extra vader and uh bespin luke so i'm not completely i haven't opened up all but i think i had like 15 of them and I've so one of my goals, and it might even come back down to that, is I wanted to get like you know the ones that they released on those like the Black Series line, right? Get them in different iterations, you know, Power of the Force, the original, Vintage, whatever. That would be a cool display, you know. Like that would be, I don't know, it might be something I might I've been thinking about refocusing on stuff, you know, instead of having so many, just kind of have like the same theme yeah no I, I know exactly what you mean like i went into my storage room and i hauled out one of my boxes that still has stuff that i've had for you know years and i i found a, a three and three quarter commander cody which i'm like ah do i want like do i sell this do i hang on to this hell in box it. yep open them up so i shredded them up i shredded the box put them on display with some other three and three quarter clones really a, yeah for sure. How, how much is that guy worth? Did you check? No, don't care. You should have checked, man. You're crazy. It's it was from Saga Collection. That stuff, uh, it's not expensive. Not expensive at all. Like I had twenty to thirty dollars tops. Um, yeah, and I, I there was a couple other. I opened like three clones at three and three quarters this week and just added it. So I've got like a little random assortment of of clone troopers building up, maybe fifteen of them or so. Got the Rex in there as well, and Cody and Wolf. It looks really cool. I'm super. It's a, it's a mix of like lines. I've got some Saga collection. I've got some of the 30th anniversary lines, vintage collection. It's kind of a Frankenstein lineup where some purists would yell at me, but uh, I don't care. Well, yeah, I think collecting wise, that's basically it. It's basically been just you know enjoying what I have, and and waiting for these these pre-orders. I, st- I still have so much stuff out there that I, I don't know when it's coming. One guy keeps screwing up and delays and delays. I I don't know. It shows up when it shows up. <laughs> I'll let you know. You know, it's funny. I I ordered that uh, that Rex from Entertainment Earth. Christ, I can't remember now. Sometime way back in summer. And it was delayed from, what was it November to December, now to March. And I think my son asked me about it once a week. Ugh, that's so annoying. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I, I still have stuff that uh, I ordered in February of this year. That's that's the most outstanding thing I've got. February of this year. Still don't have it. Still don't know when I'll be getting it. Which is really frustrating. And that, that's kind of the thing that that has changed the way I've collected. Like I haven't bought, I haven't pre-ordered anything. Like there's some cool stuff has, has been revealed in the last couple of months and I have not ordered any of it. I'm sick and tired of ordering stuff and not seeing it in some cases for over a year. I'm just not, I, I unless it's absolutely exceptional, I need to have it. I'm, I'm just not pre-ordering stuff anymore. Actually, Amazon screwed me. Thanks, Bezos, you jackass. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, everybody, though. Well, not everybody. I mean, everybody took a, a, a mild punch, 
but I got the full-on flush. Like the four-pack vintage collection of, of clones from Bad Batch. I think it had an Elite Trooper, Captain Ballast, who was that really cl- cool clone trooper from uh, Season 1, who's not named Captain Ballast in the show. I can't remember anymore. But yeah, there was a, a Rex with his poncho. And, an- oh, Captain Grey. Which was a really awesome set. And so I, a lot of people started getting cancellation emails from, from Amazon. And I was like, ah, it's just a matter of time. Or maybe I'll get lucky. And a few hours passed. I'm like, ooh, maybe I've escaped. Maybe I'll get one. Nope, I got my email. Cancelled. God damn it, Amazon. <laughs> what a joke. I'd say I've been really lucky with them for certain things. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Talking about being screwed, um, you weren't in on the Rancor, were you? No. no. I told you this. How many times do I have to tell you I have the one and only true Rancor? Oh. Mm. You meant, I don't remember The only one that, that will ever matter <laughs> to me. Anyway, uh, did you follow the campaign at all or just from what I was telling you? Oh, yeah. Well, you kind of got me uh, interested a bit, but definitely every any anything that was posted and or was told about was definitely through you or the or or, or the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, possibly even Twitter. I don't know. But I definitely picked up some some of the woes and, you know, just seeing it, you know, they added another tier and it goes down. I was like, oh, oh, it was so sad, man. So sad. Like yeah. every time they, you know, when they added tiers three and four. And it just started dropping and it just dropped. And they, I mean, in the end, they lost like 500 or yeah, about 500 backers, like make close to 10% of their total to that point. And that's, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> you really don't. That's they should have, they should have uh, unveiled something sooner. Well, uh, I mean, the, the whole thing was a mess. And they, and the thing is they did it to themselves. Like, it was just so poorly run from the start. Like yeah, the, they were so close. Well, yeah, they got to like 8,500 backers out of five out of 9,000 needed. Like, they were so close on that last day. Like, they really, it went on a hell of a run. A hell of a run. And it just fell short. Like, another hour and it would have got there. Which, kind of, like, it's like, why not extend it? But I get it. Like, if, if you keep tampering with, you know, the parameters of your campaign... Then the campaign means nothing. Yeah, you can't. But I mean, they did it for the Unicron. Anybody could take a reservation. <laughs> they they did it for for Unicron though. That one they extended by I think, I forget like a week at least, maybe longer. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, the thing came out at three fifty, right? And that's expensive. You know, I know it's a big figure and it's got great articulation. But it's an expensive piece, and it came with nothing to start off with, which was a bad look. And then each of the four tiers were terrible. And, you know, fans looked to those tiers as the justification, the value add, to justify the 350 price tag, and not one of the tiers moved the needle. That's not true. The last one did. The Luke one? Wasn't it Malakili? Well, yeah. Well, then they came around at the the eleventh hour and said, "You know what? We're gonna throw Malachi, a brand new Malakili figure in, and it's gonna be at the base level. Like, just if we hit nine thousand backers, you also get Malakili, which to me was just that, that was a hail mary. 
that's what they what the, to me personally that's the one they should have done from the beginning like we had said this before like what they needed was to add a new character not stop throwing this old garbage at us like well of course like new character and and what was disappointing about that move because a it's just reeked of desperation that they just needed this thing to, to get moving so let's let's eat into our profit margins here and just give a new figure but the problem was that like people just go like well what are you saying with this now like if you're going to give us Malakili here what you're saying with no price change mind you it's like you're you're either admitting the price versus value isn't there or you're desperate or both anyway it, it was a bad move and the the Star Wars team the they they take a I think it's a big black eye because like I said it was just so bad from the start and you know if Malakili was there at the at the beginning of the campaign, I they would have made it. The campaign would have been successful. And whatever, what are you going to do? <laughs> people we had money to spend, it. but people. I'll say this: um, the Sky Striker campaign, which was running concurrently along with the the Proton Pack, that was the Sky Striker was stalled at like 7500 backers and they they needed 10,000 and as soon as the uh the, the rancor flopped you should have seen the, how how the sky striker took off really eh oh man it the, the last like the sky striker campaign ended the day after the rancor campaign it added like 9,000 backers mm. on its last day like it was just flying so to me and of course, you know, this is, maybe it's confirmation bias, whatever you want to call it. But I, you know, the whole time I was saying, you can't run three campaigns at a time. Like people only have so much money, especially during the holidays. Like that's, that's, it's not a gift you give a kid. Like a HasLab's toy is for yourself as a collector. And that's, you know, three, 400 bucks out of pocket that you're, you're not going to see the toy for a year and a half, a year plus anyway. So it's, it makes for a, really bad present so people made choices right like i can i can yeah, back definitely. one maybe two of these but i can't back all three so the, the proton pack was a clear winner absolute rock star of a, of a project and then people were like well if i'm gonna back the rancor or, or the sky striker like let's see what they're gonna put in as as value adds and let's watch to see where the campaign goes and it was it was it was clear, like the Rancor flopped, and then everybody backed the uh, the Sky Striker, and it was it was f- fascinating to watch. And so, like that to me is is all the proof needed that you can't do three at once, because ev- it almost feels like everybody then took the rank the people who did back the Rancor, then took that money and put it into the Sky Striker instead. At least a portion of them. Oh po- yeah, for sure, for sure, a portion of them did that. I don't know how many. But I know a couple of guys who did. For sure. But yeah, so I hopefully, you know, I, I, I do hope. And I'm disappointed that, that you know, Tim had backed it. And he's not going to get his Rancor now at, unless they come around and, and put it at retail anyway at some point. But yeah, that's disappointing. Because it, it, it looked fabulous. The thing looked so good. And I would have loved to have seen people get their hands on it. But uh, I, I just hope that Hasbro really looks has learned a lesson (laughs) i I learned a couple of lessons like you got to come out swinging 
And you got to come up with a compelling campaign from the start. Because you know what? If we learned anything about Star Wars fans in the last five, six years, that they can get really petty and they will not let them forget. They will, they, as soon as, whenever Hasbro comes back with another uh, HasLab campaign for Black Series, every, all everybody's going to say is, is it will this be better than the Rancor? And they're not going to let them forget it. It's, they're just going to throw it in their face over and over. And the other thing they did to yeah, themselves... But I, I would say I agree with you in the sense that uh, when you say, like, got to come out swinging, man, because it's not like... It's almost as if the reserving, like you said, like the Hail Mary thing at the end, it's almost like, well, I guess we'll give you kind of like, you know, what you deserve in a way. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was, a, it was a bad look. It was a bad look to save the campaign or admit that they just weren't doing a good job from the start. And I, in a way, I respect that. Like, you tried to come correct, but... It just it just smacked of desperation more than anything, but uh, yeah, I, I just I hope they've learned something, and I, I doubt we'll see a black series Haslabs for a while. I, I think it'll be a couple of years because they do vintage collection Haslabs really well. They do t- tremendous work. I'll be getting my probably in a month, and I'll have my Razor Crest, and I can't wait to get that. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's been almost a year though, Kyle. It's no good to you anymore. I'll take it. Oh no, no, this thing is very oh, good no. to me. I'll be very happy to ex- to receive this. Holy cow! Maybe I'll have you over, over, and we, we can we'll we'll do an unboxing. Yeah, it could be we could, it could be the premise to a whole new Sithmas. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> did you see the uh, vintage collection exclusives that came out this week? No, mm, I love these, man. So there was Ahsoka with Grogu, uh, Incinerator Ooh. Trooper. Oh, yeah, I did, with, I did see those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Grogu, and, and he's got this neat little fire insert effect piece, and a uh, a stormtrooper with the E Web Blaster, which they all three look awesome. I love that kind of uh, packaging with, the, of course, the box art. Yeah, it's but, old school. Um, I just have a hard time believing I'll get my hands on these. I think they're they're Walmart exclusives. The pre orders went up during the week. I can't justify the price tag with the exchange and the shipping and duty and blah, blah, blah. So hopefully. I said the same thing too, man. Like if I see them in store, I might get the Ahsoka Grogu, but anything Ahsoka is so hot right now, man. Always has. Always has been. Even well, even though there's two vintage collection Ahsokas that are out there for pre-order right now that I haven't pre-ordered. So I'm kind of gambling that I'll be able to find them when they hit the get out in the wild. It's the it's I'll a repack. Yeah, it's a repack of the first uh, vintage collection Ahsoka, uh, which you know is a figure that goes for like five to eight hundred dollars depending on the day. And uh, the other is um, from from Ando. And I haven't pre-ordered those, and I feel really stupid not doing it. Cause, but like I said, these are not figures that are due out until April and June of next year, and uh, I'm not doing it. I'll wait and hopefully. Hopefully I've got, you know, I have enough pals out there that uh, if I want them, I'll get them. But anyway, um, lastly here in collecting, more Black Series pre-orders went up this week. Um, Boba Fett from Book of Boba Fett and Mayfeld yeah, and Fennec Shand, uh, Yavin Ceremony Leia, uh, Ponda Baba, Dr. Evazan, a Stormtrooper, and one other. There's like eight figures. Did you jump on those? Not yet, man. I'm thinking about it. 
Like, I'm still, that's one of those lines. So there's, you know, there's some good stuff there, but I don't know anymore, man. Like I want that Boba, even the Leia's nice. Dr. Evazan's cool. Ponda Baba. <sighs> the whole well, line you itself. Know is... I, at first, when I first saw the pictures of, of Boba, I was like, damn, I want that. But now, but seeing the pictures now, I'm, I don't know. Like his robe, like below the well, below the belt. It it doesn't look great. The like the molded plastic like around his legs when you pose them up doesn't look great. I'm not super impressed. And and you know what? Like that's that's really like to me. I think I said this before on the show as well. Like when you when you spell it out like that a bit, Kyle. Like it reminds me that I don't know if I necessarily need this boba. You know, like I could have old school boba and new school. Hopefully, with his new armor. I don't need that in between stage of him in the robes, you know. I don't need that. He was he's in the show for like an episode two max with those robes, right? Like, do I need to have a toy that represents that transition? Above the belt, he's wearing his his chest plate. It's it's you know he's got the, like the baggy pants or it's a robe around his waist. I don't know. It just it doesn't look great to me. And the helmet seems like wrong proportions too. I'm just, I'm not super jazzed about it. So I'm okay. Then I thought this was the one where he's like, you know, before he gets his armor back. No, it's not nomad Boba Fett. This is, uh, yeah, this is like a book of Boba Fett figure. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm intrigued. I haven't seen that. I, I definitely want one with the new armor. Like the, it's, it's good. They look nice. So yeah, that's out for pre-order if, if, if you want to check that out. But, yeah, but it's I, a I, deluxe figure too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forty four ninety nine. Forty. Yeah. No, thank you. I bought two. I, I bought two deluxe figures the other day. The yeah, the Echo. Was it the Echo? Anyway, yeah, it was anyway. No, over Echo's, 100 bucks. Echo was a Toys R Us exclusive. Thirty nine ninety nine for us here. Super expensive for one Black Series figure. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, they keep squeezing us, but I have, I've held strong for the last several months. We'll see how much longer I can hold out. <laughs> Actually, there's the Tartakovsky Clone Wars stuff started hitting shelves in, in, at Walmart in Canada. And I think I completely missed them. Totally. I haven't seen anything. I got, I got a picture of, uh, like a, a pallet shipper that just gets rolled out onto the floor so I knew what to look for, and by the, by the time I went to Walmart, I saw the shipper, but it was just stuffed with Grogu. I was, you gotta be kidding me! So I think I missed out totally. Yeah, it sucks. They had some nice stuff there. Yeah. Anyway, there's a long collecting update in, in which I didn't get anything new. But uh, stay tuned. I'm sure at some point I'll get a package in the mail from somebody who owes me stuff. <laughs> All right, let's uh, step over into the news, Corey. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. We got a new teaser this week called Rain. What'd you think? One minute of not much dialogue, but what did you pick out? What did you uh, What did you think of the trailer? I don't know, I'm going to talk about my feelings first. And oh. I, I, I just want to say I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want, I want it, it now. It now. I want it now, man. Like, I'm stoked, man. Like, the first thing that really struck me, I guess, like, again, well, I think are, I, are you I've stoked been... for the show? Like, how how excited are you? One to ten? Oh yeah, big time. Did this now? I'm at a ten, man. I'm uh, I'm up there now. 
this this trailer helped uh, solidify that compared like to I a said, movie. I, like, how do you are you still sort of like, nah, it's not it's not the hype for a movie. No, it's not the hype for a movie to be honest, but it's 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 up there. It's very high, just because again, like I said, I, I've been missing my Christmas time holiday season Star Wars with the Mando, and this is technically a continuation of that story. So I don't know, like right away, I was drawn into the trailer by the music and the sound effects, whatever you want to call <laughs> the it, seismic like, charges. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was so good, man. I was like, yes so well timed out and yeah that's it like at the same time i don't want to be too spoiled in any of these things like i hate hate watching spoilers that just give away the film star wars has been pretty good at keeping us guessing so there wasn't really too much to read into this thing like the first trailer that we'd seen you know i had mentioned that uh, he must have taken a back to bath of some type because you know he's sh his head shiny again and his, <laughs> you know well, what i mean I, I meant to ask you this but you, are you offended by his eyebrows being back? They weren't there in in, uh, in Mando, but in the trailers for this, his eyebrows are back. Does that bother you? Like in the same way that the migrating scar did? No, because I think they're going to, I think the trailer almost explained it. I think like he has to be getting like, I, I questioned it right away. Like it's the first thing that I questioned, like uh, in the first trailer again, he's like, like his head looks shiny. Like he doesn't have that like scarring so i'm like at one point he must have some kind of back to bath somewhere but then with the twi'leks involved they even mentioned something in like uh, in the mandalorian about the twi'lek baths on some certain planet that like possibly have like healing properties of course yeah so i've seen that and also like oh anyway but the healing thing i, I don't mind so much like <laughs> i just want to hopefully it, it can't be him like being like, oh, here I am. I definitely think they're going to explain it. I think they showed a bit of it in the trailer. So th there's something about that. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't want to read too much into any trailer. And again, they never give us too much. But I just kind of immerse myself in the visuals and let myself get swept away. I mean, we see that uh, what looks to be a YT-1300. I, I don't know if it possibly could be the Falcon. I think they're just messing no, with us because it does. Else, wasn't it? it? It, it's a freighter of some type. It's definitely a YT model freighter, but uh, maybe a 14, 1500. I don't know. I've never seen those before, but it was very close to a 1300, but there's something different about it. I think it's the sides of the ship because I paused it, you know, and kind of tried to take a look at it. But, you know, some people bought into that. Again, I don't want to read too much into these things. Like, I, I, I just want to, I want to let the, the trailers like wash over me, you know, with the visuals and whatnot. Well, yeah, like I, I watched it once. I watched the, the, it came out. I hit play the day it came out and that's it. I haven't watched it since I'm tr I'm tr really trying to just like you said, like let it wash over me and I'm, I'm managing my, my expectations and I'm just, you know, we're, we're about two weeks out. I'm just, I'm just sort of trying to run out the string here. I don't want to know anything. I'm, well, I'm trying the to one avoid thing, everything. The, the, well, one of the things that I took away, I mean, the major, like, I guess thing that you, if you, you can extrapolate something from this was, and I'm sure thousands and hundreds of thousands of other people did as well, is uh, the way the trailer ends. You know, you see Boba and Fennec Chan staring into the Rancor pit with it yeah. kind of closing and his, his throne moving forward. So that's right away, the thing that jumped out to me in the trailer. 
Let's say, is it a rancor? <laughs> is it mochi possibly? Or, you know, for marketing purposes, maybe even a new beast altogether. I, I think it's a new beast. I think that would be, it would be very Star Wars to have a new. Yeah. Something that represents. It also, you know, introducing mochi might not be a coincidence either, or it might be, I don't know. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Just throw another rancor in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they want to connect the threads and keep it in that kind of like maybe it's a pack like, of Gundarks. I'd like to see him have some kind of wolf type thing, man. To be honest, like some kind of beast like that. That'd be really cool. Maybe that maybe they'd be Rathars. Little nod to JJ's movies. <laughs> but yeah, anyhow. It, but is he, it Gordonson doing the the soundtrack for this as well? I, yes, he is. Okay, cool. Because that was very Gordonson with the uh, what do you call it? There? The seismic charges. But yeah, the, cool. I guess the the only thing that other other than that that stood out to me was his redone outfit, man. Like his new his new armor is so dang cool, man. It just looks so awesome. Like it almost looks like a tank, man. I think subconsciously, it's that's almost what it makes us think of in our back of our brains you know like like the impenetrable boba fett kind of you know yeah no i yeah it's gonna be super cool i i'm trying not to think too much about this whole thing it's hard what do you think of his armor man comparatively doesn't his armor doesn't like if you were to put like you know picture the boba fett you know from like return of the jedi sitting there like hand over hand with holding his gun versus this boba fett with like you know, maybe the the bit of a cloak or whatever you want to call it. And well, I'm still I'm still the, partial to the to the classic look, but I understand that they're going to switch it up. I totally understand uh, that. And I'll, I'll yeah, get I'm used kinda, to this. Once I'm we kind see of this enamored in action in, a little more. I think this this will grow on me for sure. The, the, this suit is already very much grown on me. Like the color scheme, it's just working for me. I don't know the bulk of it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'll be fine with it as long as they get the toys right. <laughs> uh, I will then, I will then grow to like it a lot more. Oh, Christ, I forget the name for the word, but there's a word. You know the things that went on his wrist, like wrists. Sabine had one, but just the way it clipped onto his Van wrist braces. like that, like Iron Man. Was it again? Say it. Van braces. Yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, that's it. They look so cool the way it was just like Tony Starked him. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I, I just love that you know when when uh, you see Boba and Fennec staring down into the pit. Like, like yeah. he's he's just looking, but she's got this sick grin on her face. Like she's yeah, someone's loving in it. there. She's loving it. Like so, I have a feeling that's very early on. Like maybe it's those those people when they're having that chat early on, you know, at that big huge banquet table, and he's talking he's about pull, uh, ruling pull with it. respect. And I I this whole he's thing, gonna pull a savage oppress. <laughs> This Remember whole that? thing the he talks about, yeah, yeah, but like the, the whole thing he talks about, like ruling with respect. I think that's going to go out the window so fast, and it's just, it's just going to go straight into barbarian Boba Fett. Once they try and screw him, that's the way I see it. Like I feel like he's going to go there and be like, "I'm Boba Fett. This is my life. This is how the way things are going to be," and they're going to be like, "Let's put him to the test." <laughs> You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're going to be like, no, they're going to resist. And he's going to be like, I am Boba Fett. I'm going to kick all your asses and uh, wind up on top. 
Yeah, he's gonna hit that switch, drop all those losers into that pit, and then we'll see the new creature. Snack down. Anyway, two weeks, man. Two weeks, we gotta wait. December 29th. It's very real right now, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've been very calm about it. Like, I, but again, I feel like some, something's missing in my life. So, like, this is it. And uh, just gotta take a deep breath and realize that it's absolutely right around the corner, which is fantastic. Wait, I, you know what? In the pre- years previous, like, we had nothing else in between. But now, like, I'm in, you know, watching Hawkeye. And there's always something to distract me and really hold my attention. And I'm loving the, the Hawkeye series. So, I like, right now, that's kind of where my focus is. And when that ends, as soon as that ends, I'll be like, oh, man, Boba Fett's here. Like, and then I'll probably get really excited really quickly. So I can't wait for that. But, yeah, I'm enjoying what uh, what I've got right now, which is which is uh, our future ruler, Haley Steinfeld. I think she's going to rule all of us one day. And I'm okay with that. But, uh, all right, moving on. Uh, apparently, Corey, we have our lead for the Acolyte, as originally reported by Illuminerity, and yeah, then picked up later by Variety. It is being reported that Amandla Stenberg has been cast as the lead in Leslie Headland's Acolyte story. And I, you know, I, I don't have anything to say. I don't know this person whatsoever. I, I know that um, they were in Hunger Games. And even when I watched those movies, I wasn't really into them. I was half asleep watching them. So I don't remember uh, Stenberg, her performance or anything about that. So yeah, I have no I have no frame of reference. All I know is this sort of circles back to a report last year or earlier this year that said that they would they would be casting a young woman of color for the lead role. And that checks out. This this all makes sense. And I'm I'm gonna guess that the performance across the board will be fantastic. I'm not worried about that one little bit. Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the casting department has always done a great job in Star Wars completely, so I have full except, faith in them as well. Except but... for Toro Calican. Let's just put that down. Oh, snap. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like, uh, I don't have too much to say about it either. I'm not too familiar with her body of work or whatever, but uh, she's young. She, I, I feel like she, she can kind of play a bit of a range in that sense, even though she's, she's only 23, but she has a very young face from the pictures that we were shown. Uh, so again, there's range there to, to play a certain character, which is kind of cool. The, the new faces in Star Wars, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I, I love it when they can just kind of like invigorate the franchise with this person that you've kind of maybe heard of or like you've seen vaguely. Like they have a really good, uh, panache for that you know what i mean but other than that it's just really good to know that the wheels are in motion you know it looks like we're gonna start filming uh spring this year and uh get it sometime in 2023 but let's let's do this man get casting let's get some more news going yeah this 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 show ever ever since we heard um i guess a bit of a, a rundown of leslie headland's sort of thinking where her head was at in, in terms of making this show, I've been in love with her mindset and where she where she's possibly taking the show and how she's doing it. I am, oh man, <laughs> I'm so excited for it. it. It's it's really done a good job in, in uh, spiking this show up my uh, 
I guess hype list or my, or my, my po- I guess power rankings is how I would usually call it. So I'm going to keep calling it that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. And that, that's going to grow. The more we get about it, the more news we get, the, the more our, our anticipation is most likely going to grow. Oh, for, well, yeah, that, that's only natural. That's the way, we, that's how we roll as Star Wars fans. We get things. And Not necessarily. Sometimes you might get a piece of uh, information that's like, oh, I'm out. Uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, that could be the case with, uh, with what we talk about next. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, ex- you know, I, I don't know what Lucasfilm is waiting for. Like, why can't they talk about this kind of stuff? I, if, if the contract isn't final, I get it. But if it is, if you've cast Amanda, Sten- Amanda Stenberg, just tell us. Like, stop trying to sit on all this stuff until celebration. You're, or until someone else spoils it for you. Well, it it it, it just did. <laughs> it just well, got it seems spoiled. That way. They got scooped again. Anyway, um, Stenberg, she seems like a, like I did some homework on her over the weekend. And like I said, I, I, I'm not familiar with anything, any project that, uh, that she's ever been a part of, but she is a powerhouse. Like, she got some good stuff in the, in the, in the pipeline. Yeah. And it would be the, it'll be the first time that they, they, I, I think it'll be the, for sure. It'll be the first like queer star Wars lead in a show. And so, you know, I was looking into that aspect of her personality because I want to get things right. And so I was like, wait, what What are her pronouns? Should they be she, her, they, their, they, them? And she's cool with either. <laughs> she's cool with it. So, um, you know, there is there is value in, uh, of tremendous value in, in, in learning people's pronouns, preferred ones, and, and going with that. But in this case, she seems to be comfortable either way. Somewhere there's I didn't I didn't flag the uh, the the it was a Washington Post article where she had, spoke to a reporter there, um, and she's just like eh, <laughs> whatever I don't it doesn't bother me I got to find it again and post it because she, she's she's got a great head on her shoulders just just like Headland who with these two now in the lead I am way more confident uh, than ever about this show. It's going to be fantastic, um, and yeah, it and it being High Republic, it seems, and you know, we'll stick with High Republic for our next story. It's it's becoming clearer that the High Republic era is really going to be a lot more than just publishing. Like it, it feels like they're starting to push their chips into the middle of the table. So you know, we we just obviously spoke about Acolyte, and a couple weeks back, um, I think we heard rumors of a of a high Republic movie for 2023. And so things are starting to make some sense. Like the high Republic is, is a big deal at Lucasfilm. And so now we got a, a, a trailer late last week for eclipse, star Wars eclipse. And man, I watched this trailer and my brains were leaking out of my ears by the end. It was unbelievable. I didn't know what I was looking at but I just knew I loved it. So Corey, what did you think of the eclipse trailer? Well, I definitely think it was very cinematic and fo- uh, focus. Like if you watch it without any context that, you know, I don't even know if you know, it's a video game. No, it you know looked I mean? like, like a movie. It looked incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like it looked really, really good. Like the graphics were absolutely out of this world. It really did look like a movie. And even at that, like I, the only thing is really, I didn't see any of the gameplay. I don't think 
No, no, this is this it. is in really early development. Well, it definitely, it seems like they have something up their sleeve in the High Republic area uh, era. And you said, Kyle, I could lead the bigger and better things possibly, but uh, the one thing that makes me scratch my head when I see a trailer like that is, you know, like a thousand years apiece, malarkey. <laughs> like seriously, you know, there was there's supposed to be this period where there was like you know, peace. Peace. Well, I guess, and that's one of the things I thought, you know, trying to parse out this trailer is like, what, like, where is this? When is this? Who are these people? Where are these factions from? It doesn't feel like, I think, like, like you said, like, you know, the, the thousand years of peace kind of thing. I think that is going to eventually pan out to mean like a thousand years of like galactic peace. But there's always going to be skirmishes somewhere. The galaxy's too big for there never to be some sort of war, even a well, small scale one. This magnitude should definitely, you know, like from what it looks to be, like, uh, like I don't know, you, you can glean a bit from the trailer in the sense that, like, I don't know, like, you know, some wars going on. It, it's very hard to almost to differentiate between the... Uh, prequel era you know with like a lot of the ships we saw in the sky mm -hmm. like those kind of like uh trade federation dome thingies with the the donuts and yeah, the, the timbits Hulks. <laughs> timbits and donuts Kyle. <laughs> like that's the technical term right but i don't know like I, that guy at the end that's like seems to be bathed in tar like whatever's going on there with the eclipse like, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Like, I want to know, like, those are the kind of things that, like, I don't know, like, for me, like, I love reading stuff like that. For me, like, you know, when you say, like, okay, like, uh, there's an eclipse that happens, like, once every, like, 5,000 years, and this guy has to do this, this, and this, or this girl has to do this, this, and this in order to be here at a certain time, at this time of day, and blah, 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 and then you mean a it's going to open. Yeah, like, a ritual, like, but that's kind of the... Thing that I got from this, like the the eclipse happening and this guy rising out of like some kind of dark bath, and that that spells heavy stuff to me as well. Like when I say like that thousand years of peace, like this guy looks like he's he's set to break that. Well, <laughs> or he's like that's the, almost like he's born of the dark side or something, you know? Yeah, that's the only part of the trailer I was like, eh, like this this doesn't feel very Star Wars to me. Like, or at least it doesn't. It's not a very original idea. Like the the bad person like pulling out of emerging from some murky soup. Like, I feel like I've seen that a thousand times in a thousand different stories. It's the primordial ooze, man. Whatever it is. Like, I feel like it's been done. And I guess it all, it all boiled down to who is that and what's, what's that person up to. It's a secret of the ooze. But you know, this person being covered in that like black tar and the game being called eclipse. And you see the, the darkness overtaking a sun they're and hitting pretty like, hard on, on you know, leading us to believe that this is a, a dark sider. And you hear like those yeah. pounding drums of music as they sort of go through this ritual to maybe resurrect this person. And they've been waiting for it all this time. It feels very dark side. But yeah, what like I, one of the things like, you know, beyond this the cinematic look of it, like I just I don't know when this is set like and it, it could be a couple of things like 
maybe it's set because I, I think they're going to want to steer this clear of the what's happening in the books. So I feel like no matter what, this is going to take place like adjacent to what's happening here. And it will connect in some ways, but it's, I don't think we're going to see like the main High Republic characters in this or at least be able to play them. So I, I feel like the, in that way, it's, it's tangential. But yeah, like it could maybe maybe this is set before any of the books and, and sets them up or it could. And my brain is telling me and it, it's you know, obviously from the from the Trade Federation ships and, and the council chambers. It, it's making me and you talked about it like it's making me think this is closer to the prequels. And I don't know. It, yeah, it, it, it watching the thing and knowing it's a High Republic game, I didn't get it didn't scream High Republic to me visually. It, it looked more yeah. prequel and it looked even OT. Like when you go look at those marketplaces and you see stuff like the same sort of people like we see in uh, Rogue One, like it looked very OT ish. And so, I like to me, this looks in the timeline to be closer to Acolyte than than the books that I'm currently reading. And I, you know, I, I if I'm right, you know, I, I think it speaks a little bit to who the studio is aiming at, and maybe they're trying to broaden uh, the appeal of the High Republic by making it f- a bit more familiar, so that other Star Wars fans might be roped in just because it looks like Star Wars. But yeah, I. I I love it. I love what it looks like. And I, what has to be said is that the studio that's making this game, oh boy, oh boy, like not cool. Like I mean, the video game industry is a rampant toxic. It looks like the, it's like the black tar that that guy pulls up out of, <laughs> but man, the, uh, the president or the CEO of this studio, Quantic Dream, what an unrepentant piece of garbage. And it's, really? it's, oh, man, I'll send, uh, if you're interested, I'll send you some links. But this guy, wow, the th- like there's some really unsavory quotes attributed to him and just the allegations against his workplace. Not cool. And it's, it's pretty, it's, it, it really did cast sort of a, like throw cold water on on the whole, on the night, like people are like, "Holy shit, this looks so un- incredible!" Oh, by the way, these guys make it, and look what they do. Ugh. It's like, what Lucasfilm? Come on, why? Like, why would you have done this? Why pick these people? Yeah, seriously. And, but then well, it depends, like, I guess, when they find out. You know. Well, I mean, you do your homework. Just it's, do it's, better research, yeah. And it's not like you even have to look; like it's out there. And if you like. Like, I don't think, like, Kathleen Kennedy was Googling good video game studios to work with. Like, there's Lucasfilm Games. They know the industry. They probably already knew this and yet chose them anyway. And which is... Like, yeah, these are the guys. And I, and I think it just goes to a broader point, like I said. Like, the whole video game industry is just garbage. Whether it's Activision or Naughty Dog or Ubisoft or on and on. Like, they all have very similar... Uh, allegations of just horrendous workplace and brutal management and harassment and like dude bro culture you've you've, you played hockey you've been in hockey locker rooms you know what it's like in there i feel like it's just that but in a video game studio which is to say it's it's not it's not a place for anybody who isn't just like 
guzzling testosterone by the gallon. You know what I mean? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, as for the gameplay itself, um, I, I think we're told it's sort of, it's like, they call it action adventure, but it almost feels like uh, you'll be able to like, you'll play a different, like an assortment of characters in the game and you'll have the ability to make choices within the game that affect the outcome, which is kind of cool. Like it, it gives the game sort of this replayability factor. So you can go back and make other decisions and maybe one time try and play it straight up and another time just be a complete jerk <laughs> and see what kind of ending you get in that case. And I'm sure there'll be a book or something at some point that drops a detail so you, that you know what the actual canon version of that video game is. But it's going to be fun, man. I think it looked really, really cool. I don't know if I'll play this. For one, I don't know if I'm if I really want to... Uh, support quantic dream in that way and uh second if it comes out on ps5 i, I don't know if I, i'm not even actually sure if a ps5 exists i think it's a trick yeah. and, so I, I i don't own one is what i'm saying and i don't know if i ever will are you trying to own one we tried last year which was sort of a joke and this whole year like i've never seen one so we've kind of just put that on the back burner I don't know. We'll see. Like I, in my head, I think of myself. Oh, I, I love playing video games. But if I really think about it, I don't play video games anymore. I bought I bought uh, Fallen Order last year, and uh, and I, I and Squadrons. I finished that really quickly, but Fallen Order, I got lost in the tombs of Zepho and never played it again. So I, I don't know. Maybe I I don't want to say I'm done with video games because that's not where my heart is but in in you know in reality maybe i'm done <laughs> and maybe I'm, I'm at the point where i'm just going to watch youtube clips but yeah i you know i i just think this is super cool what about you are you gonna play this or are you gonna mostly watch on youtube yeah well i'll we'll have to see the, some of the gameplay first and see exactly what we're looking at here like i guess it's an rpg but uh well like actually a rpg like choose your own adventure kind of deal i get that but I don't know, like, I'd like to see some of the gameplay ability and see what we're dealing with here first before we even make any decisions, but chance, all signs point to no, to be honest, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if Lucasfilm does something, and not, I don't know if they can find another studio to do the game at this point, maybe, that, maybe that's a deal breaker, and if, if they pull it, the game doesn't get made, whatever, I don't care. Like if it happens, this game happens, great. If it doesn't, okay. I'm sure there'll be another one. But yeah, this is this. I'm excited. It was a really nice surprise to get on a Thursday night. It looks incredible. I can't believe video games look this good. You know, thinking back 30 years playing, uh, you know, Sega Genesis, and thinking that Honestly, was like, like the epitome. Like, whoa, video games could never look better than this. No way. I know back then that we were hoping for just to evolve more and more and more. And the, the, to, to be at this point right now is in my head a little disappointed. We should be pretty much more at like Matrix level. Oh my God. <laughs> like straight up VR all the time? No, straight up like, uh, like uh, Ready Player One. Well, isn't that basically yeah, VR? It's VR. It's VR, but like just, I don't know, all encompassing VR. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not good for you. 
yeah, it's not. There definitely be, have to be rules in place. Which you know people would not listen to. Anyway. So I can't give them a choice, man. Like the high five, they made it for sure. It, it closed at least two nights a week. Anyway, um, you know, Acolyte 2023. And then if the, if the first wave of books is going to wrap up in 2023, I don't know if that's the end of the publishing thing. And then if there's a movie in 2023, this, I don't, this game looks like it's far out, like earliest 2024, you know, maybe even, I think Bestman Bulletin said maybe even later, but it, so, it, I, and I have a hard time believing that, you know, High Republic ends in 2023 ish. And then this book or this video game comes out in sometime in 24 or 25, even it would, at that point I'd be like, I'm not playing this. Like high Republic's over. I'm done. So I feel like high Republic is just going to keep going. And that's to me, like, I have no doubt it's because of the success of the books. Like they, they are on bestseller lists, like the New York Times bestseller list. And I don't give a shit what the comment section says on Facebook or Instagram, oh, nobody reads this garbage. People are reading this garbage and, <laughs> and it's not garbage. People are reading it in pretty significant numbers. So if books were sort of the test balloon to see if they can then step it up a level to on screen, the answer came pretty quickly. And now, you know, we're seeing all kinds of stuff. So it looks like High Republic is getting full court press. Does that, does that make you want to go back and check out the books or get, at least read the comics? Well, I have a good lot of them, um, even the IDW stuff. Like I have quite a few comics, which I'm, I am I'm probably will get back to at one point. But yeah, it does kind of intrigue me a bit more. Like I'll have to keep my ear to the ground. I've always wanted to kind of read the first few novels, especially with that Starlight Beacon thing. I think it's really interesting. Like I'll, I'll just keep my ear listening to some podcasts and stuff, even though it's kind of been spoiled for me a bit, I guess. But uh, yeah, again, like I don't know. I'll just have to keep my ear to the ground and see what lucasfilm's planning and hopefully you know if they do go that route then just familiarize myself with it a little more i would expect at some point lucasfilm will put something out if it doesn't exist already like a, a timeline of the high republic like a primer well you, they say they're doing a feature film but well they haven't said anything they haven't but i mean we talked about it a few weeks back it does seem that way which is kind of just a bit surprising to me i don't know it's uh because I feel like with something like that, you're not just going to do one film. Well, so that, if they're going to commit to something like that, then it's a big deal. Yeah, uh, I would agree. If you're going to commit to a film, like I, I hope it's not just one. Like make it a series and, and make it a, a thing. Like if this is your big vision for Star Wars going forward, okay, go for it. Um, it's kind of disappointing in a way. But let's see what they can do with it. Maybe all this groundwork has to be laid first. I don't know. But uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy to see that the, the era is doing well enough in their estimation that they can take it up a notch. It looks really cool. All right. Uh, that, uh, I think, Corey, we're done with the news. We've been do you have do you have uh, any any material that you prepared? Do you want to you want to digest any of that this week, or do we need to save it? Let's save it, man. Like I, I'd rather get Carlos's opinion and stuff. Something wrong with my opinion? What are you saying? Well, let's bounce it off more than one person. <laughs> I'm messing with you. 
Uh, cool. All right, let's uh, let's let's put a pin in this sixth year show here. Ouch. Ouchie, man, man, six years, Corey. I know it's crazy, eh? It's ridiculous. It's something. <laughs> no, it's been uh, you know six years have gone by really quick, and this this podcast is. It's been a fixture. It's been a, a constant, uh, you know, almost every Sunday for almost 300 episodes over the last six years. We've we've come and talked about these stupid movies. <laughs> yeah, we really boxed these ourselves in a toys. corner. <laughs> no, but like people, people outside of, of our podcast community go, how do you talk about Star Wars every week? And we always find stuff to talk about. Yeah, I get that question all the time. Yeah, me too. I mean, often enough that it's like, yeah, I there, there's a lot to talk about. Look, there's like a thousand Star Wars podcasts. I'm not really exaggerating that number. You know, like obviously there's there's things to discuss, and there's so many avenues for it. I don't know. I'm I'm not yet bored of it. You know, there's been ups and downs, and it you know at times have been hard, and the, the pandemic has not. I I can't say that it's really helped things. Although it's you know whatever it is what it is, but yeah it's it's been it's this this podcast has been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll we'll see how many more years are left in the tank. Thank you to everybody who who has listened to us either for one minute or you know for a full episode or for the duration of the last five six years. It's been it's been gratifying to say the least to to make all these friendships and have people uh, hang out with us week in week out and and just share this uh, stupid galaxy together it's been a lot of fun and i'm glad uh, i'm glad we did this but that's it Corey. that's it for this week uh, let's get out of here yeah i i second what you just said man very well said about getting out of here no well yeah that too but uh this, this pod changed my life man honestly changed your life well that was very important to me well, uh, in many ways, it changed my life too, man. We've been doing this for six years, so yeah. You know, all told, I think you know we're we're probably flirting with well, we're well over four hundred episodes when you factor in everything else on the side. Well, that dude, I think at one point we had like three, four side gigs going. No, oh, well, we've had uh, the, the regular show and Sith Disturbers and uh, Journals of the Willing and Saber Rattling and uh, Cannon Fodder. Uh, what was the one where we had when we had the patron up? Uh, there were so many of them. I can't even remember. I can't keep track of them anymore. But yeah, yeah definitely. I, I would even venture to say 500. Yeah. I mean, we had 75 episodes of Sith Disturbers alone. Yeah, you could be right. Like, we could be, <laughs> could be pushing up closer to 500 episodes total. One day I might get the calculator out and try and figure that out. But uh, that today is not that day. Today we are going to wrap up this show. And uh, thank everybody for listening. And if you want to be a bigger part of the show, your emails can be sent to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get them into an upcoming episode. Um, if you want to hang out with us some more in between shows, the, uh, the Tumbling Saber Facebook book group is where you want to be. Uh, just knock on the door. We will let you in. Twitter handles. Show notes. That's where you'll find those. Um, and otherwise, you know, do, if, if you want to uh, grow the podcast, help us grow the podcast, just uh, retweet, share the links. And if you've got some extra time, a review, please. 
Apple Podcasts. It's been a while since we read one. So the next person who wants to do that would be uh, would, would have our gratitude. But that's it. That uh, That's going to wrap up this week's episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought of our ramblings. Um, and we'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. Until next episode, everybody, stay safe and may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that show. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Your voice is saying